You're listening to the Unlocking Business Growth Podcast with Nola Heal. Nola has over 30 years of experience in financial and operations management for companies around the world. As a part-time CFO, she's dedicated to working with businesses of all sizes to create sustainable growth and amplify strategy. Brandon Cobble is the president and CEO of Weatherskin Corporation and a lifelong resident of Calgary, Alberta. He has embodied the entrepreneurial spirit from a young age, venturing into a multitude of business ventures since completing his formal education in print and media design. After acquiring the skill set of a carpenter, Brandon had success in the custom construction design build sector, where quality work and the special attention given to both the clients and the project set his work apart from the competition. The marketing, understanding the importance of quality control and proper communication, having an artistic eye for design and presentation, all combined to make an excellent foundation for businesses yet to come. After selling Off-Road Trailers Inc., a short-lived but fun venture, and leaving his carpentry company in good hands, Brandon needed a change. He had developed a passion for product design and wanted to step away from the service-based business model. Brandon was also very interested in environmental products that applied to construction. Above all else, he was interested in high-performance products that delivered on their claims. In 2016, Brandon became a founding member of Weatherskin Corporation, accompanied by his longtime friend and business partner, Marwan Hill. Through the continued support of staff, work colleagues, strategic partners, advisors, families and friends, the pair have managed to build Weatherskin into a premier Canadian construction coatings brand. The firm maintains eco-centered values, quality products and customer protection at its core. The challenges to deliver new chemistry to markets are vast. Obstacles include governments, food and drug regulatory bodies and of course competition. Brandon loves both the challenge and working in a market that regulates quality so strictly yet so keen to support innovation and new ideas. Above all else, Brandon attributes his successes to his work ethic. Daily renewal of willingness, passion and persistence is the key ingredient. Welcome Brandon, thank you for joining us today. To start us off, I wonder if you could give us a little bit of background beyond the bio. How did you get started with Weatherskin? In fact, what made you decide to start making eco-friendly coatings? Um, Thank you, Nala. And uh, thank you for, firstly, thank you for uh, having us on your show and and on this podcast. We're very grateful to be here. Uh, and when I say we, I mean the Weatherskin team. You know, this is a team effort. Weatherskin starts with we. So, awesome. um, hey, it was a, a background in construction that, that led me to want to see better construction products. Um, to give any listeners an overview and to simplify it, I think I'm guilty sometimes of over explaining our products. Um, we produce construction coatings. So coatings that can be used for roofing, waterproofing, wall coatings. A lot of people think paints, membranes, um, uh, floor coatings, concrete coatings. That's what we do. And we come up with um, 
top of the line chemistry, heavily test it and bring it to market products that solve problems in the construction arena and marketplace. And, you know, those are problems that I have myself as a contractor a few years back uh, as a home builder a few years back. And we saw holes in the market and decided out of necessity at the time to take advantage of those holes and maybe bring some solutions. Fantastic. It certainly looks like you have quite a wide product range. Do you manufacture the products yourself or are you, do you have suppliers that assist? We have both. We have a facility in Calgary um, with, with two facilities, a partner facility. We have um, manufacturers that we source products and chemistry from located outside of Calgary as well. Awesome. Really, the company's purpose is to offer maximum protection. So if a coating that we have locally maybe doesn't do that or a chemistry that we don't, we find it. We see if we can purchase that chemistry or if we can uh, at least alter it um, so that we can bring it here to the Canadian market and sell it through North America. We don't want um, to be restricted necessarily. We want to bring everybody the best products, uh, despite where they're coming from. So we're constantly looking, constantly searching. Oh, I'm certain. It's got to be quite a big area, quite a lot of different chemistries in that to fit your particular specs. Absolutely. The, The easier way to go about this would have been to create one or two products to do specific things and uh, and grow um, a competitive business from there. We decided we want to be a full scope coatings manufacturer and major brand. So right away we took on um, basically the biggest coatings companies in the world as our competitors and said, we're going to be a little tiny fish in a pond with really big fish and see if we can make a splash. How awesome. I must admit, you obviously like a challenge and it certainly looks like your team is achieving. Oh, yes. Our team is fantastic. So what geographic area do you cover? Is it North America or Canada or...? So, yeah, we cover North America currently. Fantastic. Um, We have... We started in Calgary. That's where our corporate offices in in Canada, and then uh, we have representation uh, in Hawaii, Florida, New York, California, all through the states, all the way up to New Brunswick. There's pretty well representation in every state and province now, and we're working with engineering firms, architectural firms, large general contractors in all those regions trying to properly train them and get them using the projects and products and and get those products specced onto some really interesting projects so that's fantastic so you say you do a bunch of training as well to make sure people use the products appropriately you bet that's a a big differentiating factor uh, when you're working with weather skin is sometimes even myself i'm there on the weekends via a Zoom or a format like we're using right now, and I'm on the job site uh, in Georgia, you know, awesome. walking through, uh, giving the guys, you know, not telling them how to do the 
the big easy stuff, but pointing out where they may have challenges and how to get around those fixes and so that they do everything really well, really properly, and we back it. And that kind of uh, more of an intimate relationship with our clients that we can offer has kept us from having issues or problems with with uh projects and applications you know no, a, a lot of, lot of a lo- you know any even good products um a lot of it depends on proper prep and proper application um so we really try and help with that we try to yeah. service as much as possible almost yeah. the nuances because they may not realize that it needs to be applied a certain way in the cracks or yeah something particular so what did the pandemic do to you the last year did you have to change the way you operated in any way oh you bet what a what a at the as as bad as it is it uh what a wonderful challenge uh and, and testament to the people that we have working with and for weatherskin all of our strategic partners we really saw them um, uh, make the moves that they needed to to uh, continue to grow and and uh, adapt really quickly and and we followed suit and led in some of those ways you know if we were having to work from home um, mm-hmm. for periods of time there's ways to do it you know that like I said this is a great resource right here we found we can be in a lot more places at once than we thought, you know, how, how can we use that? Um, what a lot of people were looking at as maybe a deficiency, how can we make that uh, a new ability or skill to offer our consumers? Uh, how do we turn what seems to be a restriction into a uh, a, a benefit of weather skin? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, what an advantage. You can have the CEO on your job in Georgia in one moment and in Calgary the next. I mean, yes. do you have your uh, time machine or your <laughs> supersonic <Yeah>. jet yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's so even uh, even despite the pandemic, uh, weather skin has been uh, on an upward growth trajectory every year since its inception. And, um, and we're continuing that. So... We have a lot of new, exciting, you know, one thing it forced us to do was sit back and look at if the market's going to be a little bit stale or unsure or slow down right now, let's let's look at when it comes back, what can we offer that's new and exciting? How can we keep people excited? How can we keep people wanting to see what weather skin's going to unveil? What are, how do we do that? And there was... Uh, there's a lot of different facets to reach a lot of different people and, and strength an opportunity to strengthen your network, especially when you have this common peril that you, you can all relate to. Yeah. It can also bring people together. No, absolutely. So I'm guessing you've got quite a lot of new and exciting plans for the balance of the year and through next year as well. Yes, Nola, we awesome. do. We do. We, We're uh, going to have to watch to see what comes <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. You know, one, uh, uh, to give you a tidbit, we have a product that has just um, finally been pushed through the EPA on the state side and then uh, is very close to coming through with Health Canada and, and coming to market. It's a, uh, 
a cleaning disinfectant product, but it's a, a medical grade that's completely eco-friendly. So unlike a lot of these harsher caustic uh, medical grade products that need to be washed after you use them, this stuff uh, dissipates and it's completely user-friendly. So it, Very exciting. That's, uh, it's called the Farmer Room Surface Wash. It's on its way. Awesome. And, uh, and uh, another big one, we, we've got a strategic partner in the U.S. who was semi-restricted by um, what they could do with their products because of an agreement with the U.S. government and military that they fund this company to create top-of-the-line chemistry, but they don't want them being distracted by trying to sell to other markets. So they what? they give them... the funding to create products for what called what are called government special projects <clears throat> and um as a canadian company it took about a year and a half but we were able to gain access to that library of products and be the construction distributor uh, of that line so we will be the only ones able to sell those products to the construction market and they include sprayable epoxies uh which which is nobody has them That's very exciting. Wow. No wonder your team is having so much fun. You're moving forward (laughs) at a rate of knots. That's awesome. So all of your products are eco-friendly, are they not? In what way do you you manage to safeguard the the planet through your products? You know what? It's it's being, first of all, very strict during the... uh, R&D and design of the products, uh, uh, the testing that goes along with it. Um, if if you think of most coatings, uh, high-performance coatings, what's, what's in them is usually a, a petrol, a bitumen, a solvent base, and, and or a, a rubber, a silicone, something like this. And uh, we're trying to really... Uh, push the envelope of what water-based chemistry can do. So in the construction world, um, the trajectory that the market is going is they're looking for um, high efficiency, um, higher sustainability, and with coatings in particular, low VOCs, which is, uh, it is a, uh, it's the off-gassing. It's what's what's coming off of that into the environment, whether it's leaching into the dirt if it's underground or the air or, you know, it's something that the user is breathing. Um, there's a byproduct on the coating that could maybe affect food. So having very low VOCs means having very low harmful byproducts or volatile organic compounds. Um so that is a threshold. Uh, most most larger agencies like um, at the FDA, the CFIA, the, they have thresholds on the amount of VOCs that they want a product to put out, and they don't want them to exceed that. And that limit keeps going down. And we are way under. Most of our products are at zero VOCs. So that is phenomenal. The challenge has been to to show people, hey. It can be eco-friendly mm-hmm. and work even better than what you're used to. 
Yeah, absolutely. And as you say, when you were a small fish in a big pond of very big players, uh, your voice is probably being drowned out until you, you get a couple of user stories. Do you have any particularly good um, or interesting stories through any of your clients' jobs? Oh, you probably have <laughs> oh, there, lots. <laughs> there, is, there is a lot of case studies <laughs> and, and lots of fun projects we've been part of. Uh, right now, we were part of doing the Atlanta, um, um, the the Atlanta Olympic buildings that were set up for some of the events. Awesome. So being uh, on a lot of um, a lot of different surfaces, floors, outside roofs, uh, wall surfaces, um, we've been able to be part of. Actually, last year, uh, I was flowing down. I know this. Yep. Just before the pandemic, went down to New Orleans to walk on the building uh, for NASA called the Michel Assembly Facility. Fantastic! And, and and work with their engineering team to come up with a in uh, uh, kind of a consulting role for a hurricane-proof roof, and and that was probably the funnest experience I've had yeah. uh, on the job. You, you know they they did a pretty heavy security check on the guys that I was there with. And I, for some reason they didn't really give me too much uh, of a hard time. And, and I, you know, I had to sign my confidentiality and everything yeah. else, but, but the one fella said, well, you guys are in Canada. I don't know if you got the military budget to be <laughs> secrets anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's a lot of fun, <laughs> hey? You're flying <laughs> under the radar because you carry the right passport. <laughs> yeah, they weren't really too concerned about the uh, the Canadian ones. Canadians, no risk. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but but they were great. That was a great experience and just a really interesting project to review. And when you're on a building that's so big that they have little um, essentially golf carts to go back and forth from the sheds that are located on top of the building, uh, it can pose a lot of challenges in terms of what kind of roof system. Oh, they yeah, yeah huh. absolutely. I mean, that's that's just an enormous building to deal with. Nice work for you, but uh, yeah. quite a challenge, quite honestly. So well, that's phenomenal. So I'm sure you've had um, challenges along the way growing the company. Do you have any particular uh, techniques or secrets that you've used to overcome? Yeah. Well, my day to day, I I always, you know, there's always a thread that can be pulled. Sometimes uh, it's those days where you feel like you're coming up against a lot of obstacles is to kind of change maybe what it is you're doing in that moment. You know, sometimes I'll, I'll just go out, clean something, I'll clean the warehouse, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll uh, step away and then figure out what thread I can pull. You know, how do you keep moving forward um, with your business? I think where we've um, where we've had a lot of success is always putting the time into moving the business forward. The business development is so critical because it's very easy when, you know, when your workload grows to just stay in the day-to-day tasks, um, business maintenance, and that doesn't allow for growth. 
Um, and sometimes that growth has to be put in before work, after work, on the weekends, because all you have time to do is the maintenance. But as an owner, I think that is just, it's essential to success is always cleaning up what's been done before so that you have a great foundation and always trying to pull those threads so that you can move forward. No, that makes an awful lot of sense. Did you have a lot of difficulty raising funding or financing along the way, or did you have friendly parties assisting, or your or yourselves? But uh. you know, it, it's largely self-funded business. Uh, there have been a few um, a few people that have helped us out along the way, but we oh, haven't uh, relied on big uh, funding drives as yet or uh, asked for big investment capital. Mm-hmm. We knew from the start that we wanted to build this business as a legacy business for ourselves and our families and our team here. So if we can find ways to do it and to overcome these obstacles in-house and with our own team, um, that's the way we've chosen to do it. The, the, it's it takes patience. <laughs> oh, it does. It absolutely yeah. does. And a lot of of trial and error and working as a team, as you said. It's a we, it's not an individual, and let's get there together. No matter who's struggling, let's let's help out. And I mean, me as a finance person, I love that because you've obviously managed your working capital really well and you're not just <laughs> running up big outflows when you need the inflows too so very well done i appreciate that (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's uh it's a process of looking at the roi on on a project or a new product and then uh how do we get there and um what can we do in the interim to uh offset those costs you know there's a lot of costs come to play when you want to even create just a new marketing package for a product. Um, never mind all the testing that goes with the product and the submissions to government or, or bigger, larger bodies that sometimes those have a, a year or two timeline before you can get that product listed under them. So um, knowing that it's there, it's going to be there when you get there and, and you keep working um, and really hone in on your clients and keep them happy so that you can build the sales that you have off the products that you have. The relationships. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of investing, investing time, investing patience, investing in relationships with your, with your clients and uh, in the certifications. Cause I mean, you must have a lot of certifications, which agencies do you fall under? In fact, Oh my goodness. Uh, the uh, U.S. Green Building Association, as well as its counterpart here in Canada, the EPA, as well as the counterpart, which is Health Canada, uh, FDA, Canadian Health Counterparts, EFIA. We have products listed with um, like the U.S. um, Department of Defense, the, uh, uh, the Department of the Interior, um, up here, the MSHA, which is across both borders, that's a mining association. So, pretty awesome. There's a lot. There's um, uh, one of the large bodies that we are really excited to now be part of is the Solar Impulse Foundation. Mm. So, the Solar Impulse Foundation is uh, 
is a global initiative, uh, largely put on by Patron Picard and then um, and the United Nations, um, and now has uh, huge companies and names attached to it. It's a lot of investment capital pool towards construction, but most important, innovative construction products that they created something called the um, Thousand Solutions Initiative. So they wanted over the span of, a, I think it was, a, I might be wrong, might be, the, I think it's five years. Uh, they sought out 1,000 solutions to change the next 100 years of construction on this planet for the better. Um, so Weatherskin is happy to say that we got listed as one of the solutions globally that will change the next 100 years uh, for the better bit of the planet. Absolutely. So, well, that, that is phenomenal. Uh, Let's yeah. face it. You know, you must have beaten out a lot of of other potential candidates. I mean, globally, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Our our products, uh, our products, our our financials, our business plan were inspected by company auditors in Germany, Australia, uh, South America. So we had to pass in all these sections with at least a, a two out of three. And every auditor gave Weatherskin three out of three for for what we offer in terms of product, a service, and then uh, the potential of the business moving forward into the future. Fantastic. That really, really, really is awesome. So do you plan to broaden the product line or stay pretty much in the coatings, in the, shall we call it, shorter term? Well, I mean, we will we will stick to construction coatings. Awesome. Um, we will have uh, some subsidiary products that go along with those mm-hmm. coatings uh, because of my, uh, construction building code is – they're looking more and more at systems. They want companies to offer systems. So as opposed to one company offering a coding and then the next company offering maybe a protective wrap and another company offering the insulation board for a waterproofing system, they want one company to offer all three items. Right. Uh, so that uh, that system itself is warrantied and backed by one entity you know it's there's so much blame game that happens in construction and i think the for the positive the industry is trying to move away from that you know where where uh the manufacturers and producers of the products have a tighter relationship with the installers and that um those warranties are backed in order to better protect the consumer and at weather skin being that our, our core principle is protection. We love that idea, and we want to um, always offer our, uh, as complete of a solution as we possibly can. No, makes so. a lot of sense because, I mean, the less, as the consumer, shall we call it, the less people you deal with, the easier the solution. And, I mean, we all know things go wrong. Stuff happens. So let's just deal with it as business people and not blame each other, which you're right. I mean, I have bad experiences myself with you get stuck in the middle between A and B who are blaming each other. And, you know, there's a problem. So let's just move on and deal with it. You know, Split the cost and let's go. With a construction product or project, there's so many. There's A, B, C, D, E, F, B. 
and so many tears and it, and at the end of the day it's the client the consumer that will get hurt the most right. if somebody doesn't take responsibility so we as a company think it's our responsibility to have the best solutions um, and heavily research uh, if, if we're bringing in subsidiary products or secondary products to, to blend with ours to make systems, we got to know that those products are the best in the market. Right. Yeah, who makes the best insulating foam? Mm-hmm. You know, who makes the best dimple wrap? Who makes the best textiles? What stuff that we might incorporate in our system? We only want to work with the best so that uh, so that our clients get the same. Yeah, that way it measures up to your your quality standards. So that makes a lot of sense. So that's obviously one of the trends you see impacting over the next, say, three to five years. Are there other major trends that you see impacting the industry? I'd, I'd say right now, I mean, uh, the inflation, the shortages that are I, – I don't see this as – it being at the tail end of the, this problem, I see it as kind of the just the precipice. Mm. Um, a lot of really common building materials that people relied on, uh, whether it be a cause of the pandemic, um, even the storm in Texas, there was so much outdoor storage of raw goods in Texas that that affected a lot of industries. So um, causing actually Canada to become a tertiary market in, in for a lot of these uh, raw goods suppliers, which has caused a lot of prices to go way up. So true. Yes. Businesses like, like mills and uh, glue production, businesses mm-hmm. that uh, the OS or the, the plywood industry and uh, OSB industry rely heavily on, right? Uh, yes. They had to let go of a lot of staff or shut down operations completely. Well, now that the, Demand has come back and the work is there. The the product isn't there. Isn't there? (laughs) But what that has done, though, is it has um, it has allowed room for innovation, in and for the consumer to start exploring other options. I think there's like such great alternatives to these normatives that we've relied on for so long that are actually better for the consumer and better for the construction market. And now people are just starting to explore those, those materials, the, the precast concretes, the, um, the SIP panels, uh, stuff like um, magnesium sheeting, stuff that's completely fireproof, you know, and, and maybe um, couldn't compete with OSB before, and it's now actually cheaper. So well, that's what an better? awesome trend, hey? Very yeah. interesting for innovation. Yeah, so I, I, I'd say the trend: follow the companies that are are coming in now, you know, yes. and, and and look at look at uh, who's starting to land these projects and what kind of materials are are, are projects using. Yeah, no, that's it. pretty awesome. So, what do you think makes some of our um, entrepreneurs and business people successful where others really do seem to struggle. Do you think they're particular characteristics? Yes. Yeah, I know quite a, quite a few um, guys that have had a lot of success or having success and, uh, and, and guys and, and women in the industry that, that are successful don't really give up. 
Mm, so Almost. it's that persistence, perseverance kind of mentality. Yeah, and and to uh, to maybe some some people who don't think that way, um, they don't give up to to almost a, a seemingly illogical degree. You know, they, where everybody else is like, it's stop. <laughs> uh, they keep going, and it always seems to be in that last five percent or that last ten percent that's when things start to happen and it is about looking always looking for where can you pull that little thread to to make some forward motion you know and and keep driving your business forward there's always somebody you can talk to uh reach out to there's always if you're really stuck, I think good entrepreneurs ask how they can be of service and learn from somebody else. Mm. So, you know, they'll reach out and say, what can I, instead of saying, what can you give me? What can I give you? How can I help you achieve your goals? And um, that's an attribute I see in the, the most successful entrepreneurs that I've worked with. Um, they're empowering those around them. And sometimes, awesome. uh they get the answers they're looking for. And this has happened to me countless times by instead of trying to find that answer for me, why don't I try and help somebody else find their answer for a little bit? Yeah. And, uh, and it just happens. That is awesome. <laughs> That's a really interesting observation actually that, uh, cause I mean, we all know that in relationships, if you, if you enter into a relationship with a giving attitude, you very often the wheel turns and and you benefit at the end of the day. But that's very interesting that you've observed that by offering assistance, you find you actually solve a problem that that you had. So uh, that's really interesting. So are there things that worry and excite you about the industry? The country as a whole, as I mean, the North America, that is, as we move forward here out of our pandemic lifestyle shall we call it (laughs) (laughs) there seems to be a you know everybody for a while wanted to get back to work but it seems like we've come out of this with a work shortage or at least a a skilled worker shortage Mm -hmm. people that are really driven and, and skilled have found a way to make it through or have a lot of them have become entrepreneurial themselves and uh out of necessity and i think um the it's been challenging for a lot of companies that we know um, to find those good fit people. But that being said, the government actually has been offering a lot of really cool initiatives and, and um, stuff for businesses to be part of uh, in terms of getting capital funding and uh, exporting products and also finding workers, uh, finding skilled Skilled workers will offer a lot of labor assistance in terms of, of wage pay and wage subsidy. So there, there is a lot of, we're feeling a lot of support, at least here in Alberta, for, from uh, a governmental level to uh, that they want businesses to not only succeed but thrive after this pandemic's over. Um, you know, it's... Uh, the government's a large business in itself to run. And oh, it's yeah. <laughs> pretty messy. And uh, I don't envy anybody in it right now. <laughs> oh, but, yeah. uh, but we do feel th- that support. There and, is support uh, there. Well, that's, and that's been there, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, a lot of people are talking about the expectation that we're going to head into the equivalent of the 
the uh, roaring 40s again. So, uh, yeah, let's see what actually happens. <laughs> it's a, I, I it's a bit of a problem. So. You know, innovation yeah. is going to be required if we have skill shortages. So, uh, yeah. Uh, well, I, to me, that's the exciting part. That, that, that innovation that's on its way and those changes that are on its way and, and, and new policies, you know, anytime there's, if you think about, when like Al Gore started saying, uh, you know, this is global warming, the environment, whatever your take is on that. Um, despite that, people started to look at it and a lot of new businesses popped up. You had synthetic yes. materials, uh, alternative building materials. You had green bins and blue bins and and mm-hmm. uh, recycling factories and, and new manufacturing out of uh, what would formerly be wasted material. Right. So, so that, call it, little bit of fear actually brought a lot of new industry uh, and, and a lot of pioneering companies too in the ways of, uh, of cleaner technologies so i think that covid19 and this pandemic will likely have the same effect mm-hmm. you know it it will have shut down some of the um, industries that maybe just weren't working uh, for us as a, a planet anymore anyway right. yeah. and uh, and force these new ones to, to come out of it and emerge and new players and new markets and and new technologies that they're popping up every day and I'm excited to no, see. No, it makes a lot of those. sense. And I mean, the more we talk about these things, the more that there is awareness, very often it progressively does move society in a direction. I mean, oil and gas is another example where we've been talking about it needs to go away at some point. Obviously, I mean, the, the extremes of people who think that it's got to go away today and people who think that it's going to be here forever. But overall, the industry is moving forward and the dependent industries, those who need petroleum products as their, as their inputs, many of them are looking at alternatives, finding something else that is more green. So, yeah, it's all good. These, these radical changes sometimes are a shock to the system, but uh, they breed entrepreneurship and innovation at the end of the day. Well, once, I mean, once the supplier knows that the demand is there, you know, if there's enough demand, people, companies will change what they do. They'll change their directives to meet the demand of the people. And new yeah. companies will come up that specialize solely in that demand. Yeah. Um, so if enough of us change what we want, uh, well, they'll change what they offer. No, and, so true. Uh, <laughs> it's just uh, sometimes we change in our minds what we want a heck of a lot quicker than it's possible to <laughs> for them to catch up. Yes, in practice. Yeah. I think yeah. we're in a good direction, though. It's yeah. <laughs> <That's> so true. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have any thoughts that you would want to leave listeners with? Anything that we haven't covered yet? You know, I do. I, I would like to uh, – actually, I'd like to close out. I haven't had an opportunity to speak about my team, my core mm. team. And I really – I get to be in a lot of these interviews and, and, and get to uh, speak on behalf of, of them a lot. But really, I like to uh, think of myself as trying to be of service to these people that are smarter than me, more skilled than me in their special, special areas, and, and that have 
really given a lot of belief and devotion to Weatherskin and uh, and our values, our core values as a company, and um, and our persistence, and they've and essentially their time. And you know, life mm-hmm. is made up of just time. So we got these wonderful people here who who give us their time every day, give us our pieces of their life every day. So it's a family, and I want to give a big shout out to that family and um, any other work families out there that uh, I hope you heard something nice today. And, and uh, if there's anything Weatherskin can do for you to help you guys um, achieve your goals, let us know. Oh, that would be absolutely awesome. So how do people get in contact with you if they want to learn a little more or perhaps, you know, provide an area where you might be able to solve a problem that they have at the moment? The easiest way to get on, in contact with uh, Weatherskin is to go online, uh, weatherskin.com, and, um, or Google us, and you'll find our phone number, you'll find our 1877 number if you're not in Alberta and uh, you'll find the emails um, of all of our team. No, that's great. And reach out and uh, you know, you can find us on all the social media platforms. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, you, you're fairly visible. So I will link all of that up in the, on the show notes page so that people can take a look. And I mean, even just looking at your website gives a pretty good indication of just how broad your product range is. And that's probably a fraction of it. So I will definitely link that up. So thanks very much for joining us today, Brandon. This has been a lot of fun to learn a lot more about a really awesome company we have here in Alberta. Anola, thank you. No, it was really my pleasure and I, I love what you're doing and, and talking to entrepreneurs and, uh, and just networking and sharing, you know. Fantastic. And, uh, you're being of service to me and I thank you for that. Well, yeah. there you go. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully it can be ben- mutually beneficial along the way for someone that listens as well. <laughs> so oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Thanks and have an awesome day. You too. The Unlocking Business Growth Podcast is sponsored by Protea Consulting Professional Corporation. We help our clients translate their operating and accounting data into the strategy for business growth they're truly capable of. Subscribe to the Unlocking Business Growth Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify to hear from other companies that have overcome growth challenges. Get a free copy of NOLA's latest book, the 5F strategy, bottom line growth in any economy without additional sales and marketing. And download the financial growth scorecard at proteaconsulting.ca. Work with us to achieve your business potential. To find out if we're a fit for your business, email info at proteaconsulting.ca and follow the Unlocking Business Growth podcast on LinkedIn and Facebook.